This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. I'm talking about Him, the relationship. We start focusing on the job, focusing on the work, focusing on business, whatever, and we're getting up earlier and we're staying up later, and we're moving so fast that we're treating God as though He were irrelevant. We forget Him. Not in the sense that we can't remember, but in the sense that we neglect him. Life is busy for many, if not all of us. Between work, family, friends, and everything else, we can sometimes lose the one thing that should be holding us together. Jesus can get lost in the shuffle of life. Pastor Robert today encourages us to recapture our love of Jesus and our need for his presence in our lives. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert with today's message. We're going to be in Acts chapter 9 if you want to open your Bibles. We're working our way through the New Testament together. We're going to move through the last 10 or 11 verses of chapter 9 and get into not quite the first half probably of chapter 10 in our study today. The book of Acts is an amazing part of Scripture. You know, it's as we've talked about over the last several weeks, it's the story of the church, the acts of God by means of His Holy Spirit working through individual people. We saw the birth of the church right there in Acts chapter 1 as the Holy Spirit of God was poured out upon a group of men and women who were gathered together praying. 120 or so. They gathered together just seeking the Lord. They were scared. They were, you know, discombobulated. Jesus had been crucified. And, and then He continued to kind of go back and forth. You know, He'd appear, and then He'd be gone again, and then He'd appear again, and then He'd be gone again, and then finally they watched Him ascend to the right hand of the Father. They weren't totally sure about what was going on. They were still going back through the Scriptures, and the apostles, the twelve, were there talking to them about what Jesus had shared with them and taught them, and remembering that He told them one of the last things, the very last thing that He said to them is, wait in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And 50 days later, He did. And they were empowered by God's Spirit. They were already saved. But now, that Holy Spirit who lived within them came upon them, empowering them. And the church was born. And as this took place, and there's a commotion there in Jerusalem, and the crowds gathered, and Peter shared with the crowds, the thousands of people, 
He told them what it was that was going on. Nine o'clock in the morning, and there's this big commotion. And so as Peter preached that first sermon, thousands of people made the decision to follow Jesus as their Messiah. Well, now it seems several years have passed, and the church has been Jewish. There really has not been a Gentile following of Jesus up to now. But now we're going to see what is sometimes referred to as the Gentile Pentecost. We won't get to it today, but the Holy Spirit is actually poured out on a group of non-Jewish people. But in order for that to happen, first, there has to be a, a doorway opened because the Jewish people considered the non-Jewish world to be substandard, to be less than. It was actually believed in their day that God created the non-Jewish nations of the world only for fuel to keep the fires of hell burning. That was a commonly held belief. It was a serious prejudice among the Jewish people toward those who were not Hebrew. But God is about to totally rock their world using Peter. Seems like he was well equipped for that kind of job, upsetting apple carts and stuff. Verse 32 of chapter 9 says, It came to pass, as Peter went through all the parts of the country, that he also came down to the saints who dwelt at Lydda, or Lydda. There he found a certain man named Aeneas, who had been bedridden eight years and was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus, the Christ, heals you. Arise and make your bed. Then he arose immediately. So all who dwelt at Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. Amazing healing taking place there. This guy who'd been paralyzed for almost a decade is miraculously healed. A word gets around. And verse 36 says at Joppa, it's about 10 miles away, there was a certain disciple named Tabitha which is translated Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and charitable deeds, which she did. But it happened in those days that she became sick and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in an upper room. And since Lydda was near Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent two men to him, imploring him not to delay in coming to them. Now, if you think about what's taking place here, it's, you know, everybody knows who Peter is. Everybody knows the deal. And it's just somebody that they respected and loved and looked up to. And, and now they've lost this dear member of their family, this lady that was really special to them. And so they send a couple of guys. There's no indication that they had any hope of Peter doing anything other than loving on them and ministering to them. But they send a couple of messengers. Peter, would you come and share with us? And Peter says, yeah, absolutely. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he'd come, they brought him to the upper room, and all the widows stood by him, weeping, showing the tunics and garments which Dorcas had made while she was with them. You see, it seems that what this lady Dorcas was known for was being a blessing. She was, as J. Vernon McGee words it, her spiritual gift was sewing. You know, we don't think that way a lot of times, but it, it's true. 
in one place in the Old Testament Scriptures, God confronts the people of Israel. He says, when you get into the land that I've promised you, the land that I've prepared for you, when you're finally enjoying the inheritance that I'm giving you, and you start gathering your crops and the produce of the land, and you're just prospering and doing well, and you're tempted to forget your God, he says, you need to remember who it is who gave you the ability to make wealth. That's a good word, guys. That's a good word. Because you know what? That's a common temptation. That's a common temptation. We often, when things are going well, God's blessing us, everything's going right, you know, and, you know, just clicking and bills are being paid and we're storing up wealth. We forget. We forget. We start neglecting Him. Now, I'm not talking about work. I'm talking about Him, the relationship. We start focusing on the job, focusing on the work, focusing on business, whatever, and we're getting up earlier and we're staying up later, and we're moving so fast that we're treating God as though He were irrelevant. We forget Him. Not in the sense that we can't remember, but in the sense that we neglect Him. We neglect Him. And God said to Israel, listen, you need to remember who it is who gives you the gift that you have. Whatever that gift may be. Maybe your gift is plumbing. Or maybe you've been given a sharp legal mind. You know, Maybe you're an attorney and the gift of God operating in your life is that. Or maybe... You know, maybe you're an accountant, or maybe, I don't know. Whatever it is, though, God put it there. Whatever it is you're good at, it's because God made you that way. It was a deliberate decision on His part. It was a gift from Him. You need to recognize the talents, the abilities, the personality, the temperament. The, you are who you are because God has lovingly and deliberately made you that way. This woman was gifted as a seamstress. And she knew it. She knew that she was gifted. She knew that God did it. And she realized that she had a responsibility to honor God with the gift, to be a blessing to other people. We're so glad you joined us for today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will be back with another message from God's Word soon. But in the meantime, we'd like to invite you to visit our website, MainThingRadio.com, and like our Facebook page. Keep up to date on everything happening at Main Thing Radio and receive a dose of encouragement right on your newsfeed. Right now, we'd like to take a minute to tell you how you can support the ministry of Main Thing Radio. We are blessed to be a part of God's kingdom advancement through these broadcasts. But just as with any ministry, there are significant costs involved. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with us in our continuing ministry here at Main Thing Radio? This month, we have a special thank you gift. For any donation of $15 or more, we'll send you a copy of Cold Case Christianity. A homicide detective investigates the claims of the gospel by J. Warner Wallace. This gift is yours as our way of saying thank you for your donation to Main Thing Radio. For more information or to contribute, please visit MainThingRadio.com and click on Donate at the top of the page. 
From all of us at Main Thing Radio, we want to say thank you for joining us for today's message. Be sure to tune in again right here on Main Thing Radio.